Welcome to Kingdom Come with Andrew Nkoyoyo, called to be God's voice, reaching people worldwide with the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us here on Kingdom Come. We are glad you're tuning in. Today, I want to talk to you about your greatest need. How many of us know what our greatest need is? If I asked you, you could say maybe finances, maybe a healing of the marriage, maybe a promotion, maybe healing in your body. But in 2013 in Romania, I'm finishing prayer and the Holy Spirit told me, Andrew, keep quiet. So I, you know, because we are used to praying and pressing in and pressing in. And we, I call this, we need to learn to practice two-way prayer. You know, it's not like we are just leaving God a voicemail. Because that's what most of the time we do. We go, I need this, I want this, I want this. We cry and we cry. And then we get up and leave. We don't expect God to talk back. You see, that's one-way communication. You see, by the two-way communication, we talk, we commune. Again, is that we, we fellowship with him. Because we love him and we love when we talk to him. We believe he's going to talk back to us. Amen. That's the relationship we have with God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we are in Romania and I'm finishing. And he said, Andrew, your greatest need is the Holy Spirit. And his fire. And his work. His power in your life. And then he, he continued. He says, the greatest need of the church is the fire of the Holy Spirit. Who are getting ready for this big camp meeting, you know, 16,000 plus people coming on the, on the mountain. And he told me, you can talk about everything else, but if you don't tell them, because their need is not another service. It's not another conference. It's not another seminar. It is to have a reality of the fire of God. And so I went back and I've started, you know, the fire of God and I preach on the fire. But I want to talk to you. Your greatest need, beloved friend, is the fire of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, we're going to unpack this because I want you to get it. Because we think when we talk about fire, most people get really defensive because when they think of fire, they think trouble. Uh-oh, I've got a lot of junk. I'm going to go through hell and high waters. Actually, that, well, that's part of the expression of what the fire will do. But I'm going to show you the complete picture. But let's lay a foundation. Hebrews 12 verse 29. He tells us that our God is a consuming fire. Can you say that with me? Our God is a consuming fire. Let that sink in. Your God is not this wimpy with a little spaghetti backbone. <laughs> He's a consuming fire. Everything that doesn't submit to his power and his fire, it, it burns. Oh, I'm going to show you. You see, Samuel Chadwick, one of my favorite writers, wrote this. He says, the elect symbol of his presence is a fire unkindled on earth. And the chosen sign of his approval is the sacred flame. That covenant, if you read the Old Testament, you find that covenant and sacrifice, sanctuary in the New Testament, the dispensation was sanctified and approved by fire. Oh, I'm going to show you. That the final test and the final universal test and 
universal test and final gift of God or the proof of deity is fire. Did you get that? The final and universal test of deity is fire. 1 Kings 18.24 The God that answers by fire, let him be what? Uh-oh. You gotta talk to me. Okay, let me read the scripture. And this is what Elijah and the prophets of Baal. He says, And call ye on the name of your gods, and I'll call on the name of my Lord, Jehovah, God. Actually, that's what Jehovah means, God who reveals himself. You see, he can reveal himself as Jehovah Rapha, if you need healing. Jehovah uh, Nisi, your banner, your victory, scanning your righteousness. Here he says, I'm going to reveal myself as Jehovah, the fire. Amen. Oh, you need to get this, you need to get fired up because time has come for you to get off those pews and do some work for the kingdom. Amen. And this fire is resident. It's not out there. It's in there. It's in the house. Amen. And he says, And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. Why do we waver between two opinions? You see, the world is looking at the church. We are wavering. We don't have an answer. And we are looking at the world. And he said, Why do we waver? Let the God who answers by fire, he's God. And listen when the people says, and the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Why? The people want to see God. The world does not need another theological oh, argument about this and this, the things that we have put in the way of God. See, somebody asked me, well, why do you work with everybody? Because everybody belongs to God. They're children of God. I don't care if you're Jesus only. I went and I preached in their church. And the power of God hit the place until they stopped me. <laughs> but before they stopped me the bishop went under the power of God that was later at the end of the service he said we don't want to see this here but you know why and whenever God wants to move I will go serve you know why because we are all children of God and we have come up with doctrines and theology and this and this and this and he said I don't believe this we pick and choose but you know what doesn't change that God is a consuming fire Amen. it doesn't matter what you believe Oh, oh let me, let me, let's take the cup off this. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's not going to change God. It limits you, your access of Him and who He is and what He can do. But it doesn't limit Him. So it is to the revelation. Let me put this in your spirit. It is to the revelation of the God that you know that is the God you will see and experience. Let me say that again. It is the God that you know that you are seeing right now in your life. So your experience is as deep as your revelation. Put that in your spirit. That your experience of God and all He has and is and will do is as profound or as pathetic as your knowledge and revelation of Him. Whatever God you have created in your mind, that's the God who is going to show up here tonight. So if you see him as the consuming fire, you will see him as the consuming fire. If you see him as Jehovah Jireh, you will see him as Jehovah Jireh. Amen? Amen. But you see, the world is saying, we want to see God. I've talked to Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists, they're all in search of one thing. They want to see God. And I'm telling you, there is no other religion like our religion that has 
the God of fire, the God that can actually prove himself. The God who promises to do something that I can actually do it. There is no. And so we need to get a hold of this. That our God is not a puny God. He's not a weak God. He's not a seasonal God. He's not a God that you have to give him the right sacrifice. That is done with. Jesus has paid the ultimate price. We have access to the fire and oh, the wealth. And when I say wealth, I don't mean money. I mean the treasures that all heaven, all the kingdom of God is and has. It is at your disposal. But it is through the revelation of that God. And that's the God who's going to show up in your life. So Elijah knew that God was a consuming fire. And he says, I don't care about my reputation. I don't care if I get killed. One man, 450 prophets. Whew. It's a showdown. <laughs> but you know what? He knows something about his God. What God do you know? It's the God you know. That's the God who's going to show up. So Elijah tells him, instead of trying to figure out, because they're trying to cleanse the land and to get back, restore the true worship of the Almighty God. Do we need that in America? Do we need that in Europe? I'm telling you, it's not the politicians who are going to do it. It is the church by showing the world, America, that God is a consuming fire. And let the world begin to see God. Let the world begin to see God. Why are we wavering? We have tried everything. We have tried MTV in the church. We have brought Starbucks in the church. We have brought everything to get the young people. They want reality. I'm telling you, they want reality. They want to encounter God. They'll rock their world and they'll be speechless. Like Isaiah, he says, woe is me. I'm an unclean. I am undone. Are you listening, church? It doesn't matter where you come from. You have an encounter with God. You might be like Saul going to murder the Christians. And you have a smackdown by the Holy Spirit. And you encounter God. Your life cannot be the same. Why? Because you have met God. Are you listening church? In an instant. Talk about transformation. Paul. From Saul to Paul. I mean in an instant. By the time he received his sight. He knew his calling. And he started serving God. Amen? Amen. Our God is a consuming fire. And let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And everyone said, it is well spoken. That's the world saying, it is well spoken. As the prophets to the, the, the prophets of Baal and, and the man of God. And he said, no. We're not going to try to do evangelize the city by trying only doing good works, arguing who is right and who has the right, right theology. Let God prove himself. Amen? Amen? But there are those also that have tried to offer what God called strange fire. And I believe we have this. Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord that he commanded them not. Do you see any parallel in the church today? Are we in any way trying to impress God with our service? They were trying, they, they meant well. But it was strange, it was profane because God, 
that wasn't the true fire of God. And I'm telling you, the penalty of the strange fire is death. Let me show you. In verse 2. And there went out from the fire of the Lord. He's proving himself now. Still, he's a consuming fire. From the, from the Lord. And devoured them. And they died before the Lord. The sons of the high priest. They offered strange fire. How many times in our churches, in our ministries, are we offering strange fires? Many alternatives we hope that we will do to attract people and to serve God and to disciple people and to, we hope we'll reach the nations. And it hasn't gotten us anywhere because before God, thank God He's not killing us, but before God it is strange. Well, thank God for Jesus. Otherwise, if we are under the old covenant, we'll be done. Because we have done some strange stuff before the Lord. Are you with me, church? The penalty of strange fire is death. But also there is even another worse form of fire that I've seen and observed in, in the body of Christ. I call it the stage fire. The stage fire is even more offensive than the, the strange fire. Because the stage fire is when we are trying to stage something. I have heard, I went to a church planting meeting before I planted a church in Dallas. And we were supposed to have the wow factor. Multimedia, all these things. You have to have the wow. You have to open with a bang. It had nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. It had nothing to do with, the, with His presence. It's the wonderful graphics and the wonderful video and all this to engage. And all that is good, but it's not what it takes. Please hear me. It is good, but it's not what it takes. Good theology is good, but it's not what it takes. It takes the fire that empowers you to accomplish it. And so that's what I call the stage fire. We stage all the things. It's like the MTV and this, all the lights and whatever. And there's no reality, but we'll give you form. So we stage it. And after a while, our kids are so fed up and tired, they're looking for something else to get them excited. Because if you bring them in by excitement, that's how you keep them. But if you get them in by fire and conviction, conviction that's how you keep them. The moment the fire is not there, they are gone. Why? Because they have tested the reality of the true power, the true presence, the communion with God. Amen, church? Isaiah 50, verse 11. This is the punishment. It is torment. Behold, all you who kindle a fire, who equip yourselves with burning torches, walk by the light of your fire, and by the torches that you have kindled, this is what he says, this you have from my hand, this is God speaking, you shall lie down in torment. Amen? I have repented many times for stage fires and strange fires. And from that day I said, I will seek the Lord. I will never do anything that God hasn't sanctioned. Do His way. It may not be popular, but it will have His anointing on it. Amen? Amen. Because stage fire... Is offensive. Actually, it's more offensive than the strength fire because actually the guy doing this, the, the strength fire is trying to, to serve God by kindling the fire. But this one, we are surrounding, the stage one, you are surrounding 
by your own fire. Whatever you think is good, whatever you think is exciting, and he says that is going to bring you torment. Now, are you seeing God wants to heal the church? And I speak this with all love because I am the church, you are the church, we are the body of Christ. God wants to clean us up. He wants to set us on a course where we are walking in the true reverence, the true fear of God. You see, when the fire came down, before the prophets of Baal and Elijah, there was no question who was God. As a matter of fact, they experienced an immediate revival when you go back and read it. And he says, seize the prophets and kill them. And all of a sudden, there is a cleansing going on. Why? Because fire has come down. Nobody's disputing Elijah right now. He's one man, but he's, he's got the authority of heaven. Why? Because of the fire. He has proved proof of deity has been shown. Amen? Okay. So this is the supreme need of the church. And this fire, I believe, is the, the cry, is the last gift of God to his church. It is. Jesus has died, the blood has shed, everything has been done. But one thing, he said, to go wait for the fire. It's the, the last gift. And how we connect with that fire. It's through what we talked about last week. We have to connect with the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, He clothes Himself with fire. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls Him the Spirit of fire. I'm going to show you. So what do we mean by fire? So what did Jesus mean when He told Him, Go wait. In our pleading for fire, what are we asking for? Amen. Those are valid questions. But I'll tell you that the Holy Ghost is the gift of fire. That Christianity is a religion of fire. That's actually one of the things that separates us from all the others. I want you to really get this. You are saved by the working of the Holy Spirit who is fire. So it is safe to say that your salvation is by Okay. So John, Luke 3.16, has is the forerunner preparing the way. What does he say? He said to them that I indeed baptize you with water, but the one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and what? Oh, come on now. I didn't make this up. He says the baptism when it comes, the baptism you're going to have is with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Why? Because God, who is fire, who is a consuming fire, He wants to turn you into a flame of fire. Oh, you don't believe me. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8, verse 7, I believe. It says that He makes His angels ministering spirits. Amen? But His servants... He makes them a flame of what? Of fire. It's verse 7. And of the angels, he says, he makes his angels the wind of ministering spirits in the King James. And his ministers, he makes them a flame of what? Of fire. Know about you, but I'm I'm fixing to be dangerous. 
I'm fixing to consume something. Come on now. In wherever God has put you, you should be fixing to consume something because God says, I am a consuming fire and my servants, my ministers, I met them into a consuming fire. Why? Because the spirit of fire comes upon you. He clothes you with fire. Oh my goodness, Lord, help me. Oh, I'm, I'm here to get you fired up about what God has for you. And he doesn't want you to be wimpy and whinny with a spaghetti backbone. <laughs> he wants you to be on fire. Yeah. On the fire of God, I'm telling you, it is good. Because I'm going to show you the fire of God transforms. The fire of God heals, it saves, it delivers. That's why Jesus will not let his disciples go out until they have had an encounter with a fire from heaven. Luke 24, 49. He tells them, go wait. Tarry in Jerusalem. Now listen to this. Until you're clothed with a fire. With the power from on high. He says, I don't want you to go out there with no answer to the world. I want you to have the equipment and the tools and everything. And all you need next to my word to do what I've called you to do is the fire. Now go wait for it. Yes. Are you listening, church? Oh yeah, you're dangerous. You're, you're like a time bomb waiting to go off. But you're walking around like, and the devil is laughing. He's like, my goodness. They're going to die like me and men. That's what some says. Because you didn't know who you are, you're going to die like mere men. You are not mere men. I am not mere men. Why? Because I carry the Almighty. You carry the Almighty who is a consuming fire. And He wants to consume your neighborhood. He wants to consume your marriage, your family. He wants to consume your school, wherever you are. You are supposed to consume something. Why? Because you are the agent. You are the agent of this fire continuing to burn on the earth. Are you excited about this? Yes. Oh my goodness, it is good. Listen what Jesus said. Luke 12, 49. He says, I have come to cast fire upon the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. He says, I, I didn't, he says, when you read the whole thing, he says, I did not just come to preach peace, bring peace. I came to cast fire. There's supposed to be a burning somewhere. Burning out of the dross, and an army rising, walking in the fire of the Almighty God, bringing evidence, bringing proof that the God who answers by fire is God. You see the answer to the Great Commission? Are you, are you getting a vision right now? The answer to the Great Commission is not another program, it's not. Jesus tells them. Go wait. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive this fire. He says, I have come. You see, the blood of Christ was followed with the fullness of Pentecost in the gift of fire. And this fire is both spiritual and moral. Men's souls are cleansed and sanctified. Oh, I'm going to show you. The divine life entered into their bodies, into their lives. That the passion of God consumed them. Amen. Holiness became their master passion of their souls. Why? Because the fire was assailing and consuming anything that didn't belong. 
Are, are you listening to me? And what was left was the zeal of God. You no wonder Paul says that the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. David says the same thing, that the zeal for the Lord's house has consumed me. Why? They have encountered the fire of the Almighty God. Jeremiah tells us that the fire of God is burning in my bones and I can't stop it. He's on fire even in his bones. Woo. Which God do you know? I'm challenged by this. To not settle for a religious experience. Come on now. I'm challenged to not let somebody define my theology. I'm challenged not to let somebody tell me how much of God I can, how God can use me, or what. I am challenged to go to God and say, God, you are the same God, the God of Elijah. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want to know you. Amen? Amen. Jesus says, I have come. But you see, this fire requires the consecration. And sometimes to the onlookers, your life is going to be narrow and boring. Because you are, you are moving and dancing to the, to the beat and to the music of a different kingdom. Come on now. This fire comes because you, like the disciples, you have gone and you have tarried before God. And you have been infused and clothed with this fire. But you see, the reward is the power that this fire imparts. The reward is going to be the, the transformation of lives, cities, perhaps even nations. Amen. This is what Jesus said, Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power. I want you for right now, use the word fire because it's the same thing. When the Holy, come, Holy Spirit comes, he imparts the power. And he told us he will clothe you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He says, you shall receive the power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. Now, witness means a proof producer. Come on now. It's not this witness. We talk, oh, I go out to witness. to And that's not witnessing unless you are producing the proof. He says, when the power comes, and I'm challenged on this. I am seeking God for myself and for really for the glory of God. He says, you shall be a witness. You shall produce the proof that Jesus is who he says he is. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, even unto the uttermost parts of the world. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive fire to be a witness from your town. Come on now. It's not no longer the preacher just being the, the, the witness. No, we are the body of Christ. And if you have got the Holy Spirit, you are sitting on the fire of God. That God says that when he comes on you, you are supposed to begin to witness. Producing the proof in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, even in the ends of the world. So what needs to happen? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're going to continue this in the next episode because I'm running out of time. What is going to make the difference is when you and I get a hold of this truth. And we begin to press in for it. Amen? Amen? Because God wants to set you ablaze. <laughs> like the New Testament church, it was born by fire. Beloved, thank you for joining me. We're going to continue coming up next week on this topic. Your greatest need is the fire of God. To watch on our website, receive prayer, to give, 
or to request a copy of Andrew's book, Working the Works of God, please visit us online at www.kingdomimpactministry.org or write to Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.